1: I am unashamed. What about you?
0: So, we're here in mid to February, the day after the Super Bowl, a recording in the lair. Jace, you just had a few days uh, off from production. Yeah, I got an eye
2: irritation. I'm not trying to look cool. I thought
0: you were just pulling the dad and wearing your sunglasses today. It's bright in here. Yeah. Mostly, so. Well, Cy si came over last night to watch the Super Bowl because apparently he's got some, I don't know what he, he's got television issues. He, he has to come to my house every time there's a major event that he wants to
2: watch. He just shows up. Yeah. He, That's weird. Well, the
0: national championship, Cy's coming over. Okay, come on, Cy. Si. I mean, he's always welcome. Does he
2: us. have a TV?
0: He has a TV. Oh. And because I know, like I've stopped by his house before, and he watches—he watches some of the same stuff, Dad. He's like watches the like old concerts and musicians. He he likes that and uh, old westerns. So he's got some things he watches. But like if it's a big current event, like the Super Bowl or the National Championship, he can, he doesn't. Do Did it ever cross
2: his mind that what if you're not home? <laughs>
0: I guess I guess he's just going to go in and watch it, because I don't lock my doors, oh, typically. Well, that's so. probably not a good thing to announce. <laughs> well, probably not. Unashamed Nation. I'm safe with
2: Unashamed yeah, Nation. I think true. I'm good there. Well, the one time my house got broken into, I told that story before, the biggest damage was my door. And it wasn't locked. If they had if just they, turned the knob. If they just turned the knob, it would actually save me some money. Uh, you know, they mostly just stole kids' video games and the video game controller, but they tore the door down. I had to fix all that. Well, I grew, I mean, we grew up out here,
0: and we never locked doors growing up at your house because
2: we were down in the middle of nowhere. Well, I didn't lock the doors because I thought if somebody really wants to get in, they'll get in, which proved my point. They kicked my door, and that was when I lived out uh, off of Shinny Lake. Oh, yeah, uh,
0: out there off of Tidwell. yeah.
2: Yeah. So, uh, and so you know, much Christmas presents. So, I'm pretty sure it had to be kids of some sort who who breaks into a house and steals Christmas presents. The
0: Grinch. <laughs> have you ever seen The Grinch? Dogs and guns.
1: It's pretty well.
2: Well, standard. I have dogs and guns, but they dogs and you know, guns. They waited till the dogs were silent and the guns were <laughs> yeah. away. Uh, you know, it wasn't <laughs> at there. least they didn't steal your guns. Yeah, They didn't steal the guns. Which is why I thought it was kids,
0: because I had some in there, but they didn't. They so, didn't. so dad, did you watch the game? Were you happy with the? The game was a great well, game. I didn't think that. I didn't uh, really. I didn't really have a. I wasn't pulling hard. I either. wasn't either. I, I I didn't know whether Mahomes could pull it off or not. He was he was kind of injured going in, but I thought he he got the MVP this year. I think he he played. I was surprised there. that he stayed the course and, mm-hmm. and he did pull it off. Now, I si was pulling for Kansas City, and. uh it was so funny when you watch a game with Cy si because, like, he's so one sided. So, like, since he was pulling for Kansas City, like, everything, the refs were cheating the whole time. And every call that went against he said, I tell you, boys, they'll just cheat right out. I said, si,
2: <laughs> You're so unobjective. Well, I did think that pass interference call that really determined the yeah. game at the end. Was a little bit. I don't think you can make that call in that situation. I mean, literally, it was pretty. Light. Technically, it yeah. was a foul. But when you're you're playing for the Super Bowl, I didn't like that. Which you know, and I didn't have a. I didn't have you know. I didn't care who won.
0: And typically, the mindset of refs in playoffs and Super Bowl is they
2: don't want to decide a game. Yeah, let them right? play. Let them play. But he did obstruct him technically or whatever. But it's just such a big. I'm sure, the Eagles wasn't fans are... that. It wasn't wasn't blatant so well we watched like uh we had a bunch of people over we were in our transition phase with the little one so we had a lot of people from out of town and and uh so i watched actually the second quarter down at Jepp's and uh jeff and jessica they've created one of the greatest dishes on the planet it's called beef stew now, I know that that what? doesn't sound. Do you think beef stew has just been created? Yeah. In, oh, no. In the they, modern. They, let me just tell you. They've created. Dude, beef stew's been around for about 2,000 years, huh? If, if there was a competition <laughs> of the greatest beef stew in the world, <laughs> I would nominate Jelp and Jessica. Now, now I will say this because this is going to change your opinion. When you hear that, you are like, "Well, I mean, how good can it be?" It's,
0: I had something you wouldn't believe yesterday. It's called a potato.
2: Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, this it's, is, it was
0: groundbreaking. This I, is I mean, they just come out this with is it. Funny. It? So
2: let me change. Let me let me make you go. Hmm. So the beef they use are filet mignons. Mm. And I like it where you're going. Now, with that. when he first told me about this, this was months ago. He said, "You want to come over to the house? We were we were filming, and he said uh, Jessica's going to fix her famous beef stew." And I said, "Well, how come I've never heard about it?" <laughs> he said, "Well, I just told you.
0: <laughs> it's now so becoming it's famous <laughs> yeah. because so, he's uh, telling
2: you." Sounds like a good way to prime beef. Well, that's what I thought, and and that was an error, in, yeah. in Judge, because that's what I thought. And he said, you know, she uses fillets. I said, fillets what? He said, mignon. I said, well, that looks like a good way to ruin some fillet mignon. <laughs> he said, why don't you just try it? I said, okay. So I will say when, that's a bowl. The, that's is a it a bowl, slow man. cook? Is it slow cook for hours? Slow, or? It's a slow cook. Okay. Uh, they do it on the stove. I'll say slow cook, a couple of hours. Yeah. yeah. When the broth of that beef stew touched my lips and went down the hatch. It 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 warmed the soul in a way. <laughs> the flavors were bursting before I even got to the steak. And I thought, huh.
0: It wasn't was a, a meal, it, it was, was a an spice. Experience.
2: There was a heat there. And so after I ate the first bowl, this is months ago, I said, look, every time she cooks this, I wanna be on an invite list. I'll trade out whatever our, your favorite meal that we do, I'll, we'll do. And so he said, well, when you're, when Missy makes the beans and rice and, and the hot cornbread. Yeah. So we made a deal that we actually shook on it. We we did knuckles. But uh, so now every time they cook that, we're there. And every time we cook our- And they eat, did it last night. Well, they did it for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Cause they knew we had a lot of people in. Right. And uh, we we had a lot of people at our house. Up uh, the last three or four days, and uh, I think that's why I got some eye irritation just from I hadn't had any sleep. And it's when our, a lot of our house around. has been you know a madhouse. So, uh, so he said, Well, I will cook supper for y'all, so you know, we can watch the Super Bowl. So, we watched the first quarter there. And look, here's what's funny our friends from Colorado, uh, the Langhoffers were down. And so they said the same thing. I said, look, we're going to go down to jump desk because I need some beef stew. And he went, huh. I said, yeah. I'm going to make you eat that, huh. I said, this is going to be one of the greatest things you've ever eaten. And he just he looked at me like, because he knew I was serious. Yeah. I said. And Trent's had some good meals around there. Our- so I dropped him off at the airport this morning. And he said, Jace, I need to talk to you about something. And it's been a drama-filled week. So I was like, what could this be? And oh, he boy. said. I'm really, I'm not sure I can leave Louisiana unless I get that recipe for that beef stew. I'm just not sure I can <laughs> physically go get on a plane. So, Al, it is, you haven't well, tried it. I have not tried it. So now look, when, when so I. I guess I'm going to have to make a deal with Jeff to set say. A now look, I, I want to describe this because I know a lot of people are interested in this. So you go in there. It's a pot. It's a black pot, as big around as you can get one. Black cast iron pot. The there's a lot of leaves and sticks in the pot. Jessica, she pulled them out. So I don't know what all that's about. I think she did it on purpose. The part of the season. leaves, I'm sure. It's a lot of leaves and a lot of sticks, <laughs> and you're picking out the sticks and leaves. And so I know there's carrots in there and there's little round potatoes, as mm-hmm. you said. Yep. And uh but it's now, a conco- now look, I love uh, a good beef stew, but Al, this is not a, a good beef stew. You know, they, they they transformed this beef stew into a creation. Well, you that, when right. I said beef stew, I was kidding. <laughs> Where did they get the, the, the recipe she from? She said that there was two recipes, one for just a stew and something, and she basically got to thinking and said, you know what I think would be good? And so she concocted this from two recipes, and I'm going to tell you, it's in my top three meals that a human can eat. Hmm. Fantastic. So I went in there to go back in. Ba- Lisa's here today. Off. I had a bowl so full and I ate it, it was just fire hot, so it was hard to eat it quickly. Yeah. And I went back in there. Did you burn the roof of your mouth right off the back? No, I mean, I knew it was hot. I saw it bubbling when I was getting it out, but when I went back in there, there was nothing left. It was gone? It was the, well, Langhoffer, he oh, can eat goodness. five. <clears throat> I've never seen a he man said, I've that charred. can eat like that man. He said, every piece of flesh <laughs> All the way down, I have just <laughs> now. There's a man who can't hold. He back. couldn't. He couldn't help it. He, he, it was so hot. He, <laughs> he was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never heard the accolades of a beef stew that, that match well, that. You're, well, you're welcome. So then we went down uh, at halftime and then picked the game back up. So we had, so we had the
0: porkalusa, is was our uh, meal. So Stone cooked, he cooked ribs. We had habanero sauce ribs for the people like the spicy. Then we had regular ribs. Then we had um, we had pork belly burnt ends. You take a pork belly, and he cuts them into squares, smokes them, and then cooks them in the oven, puts some barbecue sauce on them. Does he so burn the ends? You don't burn them. Well, how come he calls them well, pork belly because, burnt ends? Because that's what they're called. It's like a brisket burnt end. Have you ever had those? It's like they cut the end off a of brisket because there's a lot of fat in there. So you cook them and they the fat crisp up. Oh, it's just it's unbelievable. Well, Peter, we're we're
1: looking at the Apostle <laughs> Peter,
0: <laughs> and uh, this Peter is I the one <laughs> that said
1: practice hospitality without just took us right into <laughs> without grumbling.
2: Oh no, that's true. That's right. Well, I've been very hospitable for the last four or five. You days. sound like it. You, sound yeah. yeah. Like it. So Al came over. We had a. We had a. Uh, no grumbling about. Oh, no grumbling. it was too salty.
1: A... It was too hot. No, no. This is the greatest beef stew of all. We hosted. Time. A, we had guests
2: uh, over. We hosted a birthday party for the little one, and Al. So Al it's biblical. Yeah. Not yes, this hospitality without grumbling. And it sounds like everybody was putting
1: out. Cause oh, see, they ate. Y'all ate the whole pot. You ate the whole thing. I mean, everybody cleaned it all up.
2: I was shocked because Jep said. some
1: parts of the world, the people who were practicing making that dish would have said, that guy ate ate
2: it all. They ate it all. What's funny is before we started partaking, Jep said, no, it's better on the second day. And so after I went in to get the second helping that was not there, I said, well, Jep, that hope is lost. Yeah, there will be no second day. There's today. a lot of truth to
1: the second second day, on gumbo's and all that. Oh, they're they're typically second days better. Are better. <coughs> Any well, kind of a stew or a gumbo. He then he said, "Well, the I, ingredients have time to really release their flavors," you know, on the second day, gumbo's, <coughs>
2: jambalayas. Well, Jump made a great observation. He said, "I underestimated the power of people from Colorado." On what they could eat once they <laughs> yeah, volume wise of something not, really good, but uh, it's
0: not the state of Colorado. For those of you listening in Colorado, it's just one man, Trent Langhoffer, the man. I mean, I saw him. Lisa made a thing of uh, lasagna, and I mean, you take it out of square lasagna because you know it swells on you. It's it's layers of pasta, meat, cheese. The man ate three quarters of a nine by thirteen panel.
2: Well, look, I'm gonna in tell you one this. Setting. So I cooked breakfast for him every morning except this morning. And last night I made a declaration. I said, "Look, I'm not gonna be able to cook breakfast for you in the morning." And Trent said, "Oh, why?" And I said, "Cause y'all've eaten everything <laughs> I have." <laughs>
0: We're They're literally the, out. I'm literally. <laughs>
2: you cleaning the kitchen out. You have you. I, <laughs> it happens. I'm not going to the store at this hour. I'm. I'm just saying. Well, and we made a Chick Fil A run. Yeah, it's, you're on your own. And uh, and me and Trent ordered breakfast because we were in. Two the different. girl at Chick Fil A, she said, "You yeah, know, your brother just came through ahead
0: of us." So I really. Oh no! Listen to this. She said he had a whole crew with him, and I was like, "Well, I'm getting food for him." She said, "Wait, well, it looked like he was feeding others." Oh no! Hang on. Hang on let's take a break. Most time when guys uh, look at a photo of themselves without a hat, which we rarely do, that's <laughs> so mostly wearing hats or beanies or whatever, uh, you notice that you have a receding hairline or a ball spot. One of our long-standing uh, sponsors is a group called Keeps. And uh, what they want to do is they want to help you change that. I didn't realize this, Jace, you may know this, that two out of three guys experience hair loss before they're 35 years old. Did you know that? It's true. So, we want guys uh, to keep their hair, and you can flip those odds in your favor if you will use Keeps. Uh, They know that hair loss can be tough, and so uh, they have a plan to be able to help you. It's a clinically proven, FDA approved hair loss treatment. It's available online. So, whether you're looking to prevent hair loss, stimulate hair growth, or take better care of the hair that you have, Keeps as a medical provider is going to help you find the right product, develop a personalized hair-saving routine that works for you. No waiting rooms, no pharmacy visits. Keeps is delivered straight to your door at about half the cost of a traditional pharmacy. If you got questions, you can message your Keeps provider 24/7. So if you're ready to take action, join thousands of guys who have saved their hair with Keeps. To get a special offer, go to Keeps.com/door. That's k e e p s dot com slash door keeps dot com slash door, and to hang on to your hair.
2: No, she concluded that since Trent was a pastor, and based on what he ordered, that we were feeding the three thousand again, some kind of reenactment.
0: She said he had a huge order. <laughs> That's
2: what, so what look, she told me I ordered, you know, just a little bitty. The little uh, what do you call those? The minis, and just with a tea, and uh, she told me I actually ordered the meal, but they left out the hash browns, so they owe me like you know seventeen orders of hash browns. But <laughs> so Trent made his order, and he spit it out with such speed that I didn't catch it. And she said, "Okay, that's forty nine dollars." And I thought, "Well, there wasn't the two of us. <laughs> I was thinking forty nine dollars." What did you order? <laughs> but I just, so as we were driving down the road, he just kept pulling out burritos. <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't have been enjoying them. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just, <laughs> poof, poof, poof. he'd grab another. It was like a dog when a dog yeah. takes those no, three big bites. I remember practice hospitality without grumbling. Oh, I wasn't was I was it. just making an observation. I've never seen a human being. They could eat like that. A man
0: can eat. It was funny. So used to, when, when Trent was on our staff, we worked together for a little while before I left we'd be in, of course, he's a workout King as he, he balanced. That's why they can eat so much. He works out like a madman. Yeah. So he's, he's fit, you know, but he eats, he's got to feed the machine. We're in a meeting, a staff meeting. We're having lunch after the meeting, you know, they're bringing in lunch. You know, this is a working meeting. So it's, you know, we're meeting like from 10 to 12, then we're going to eat together. So by 11, we're meeting, we're talking, working through whatever we're working through. Trent starts breaking out Tupperware dishes. I look over there at him and he's he out a big old ribeye steak, big old potato. He starts eating. I said, Trent, you know, they're bringing in the whatever we were having that day for lunch here in about 45 minutes. He said, yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> this is, oh, that's called, their appetizers were slightly large. And I say that. I mean, he was eating a 14-ounce ribeye and a baked potato as just a prep. Well, look, I wasn't going to tell it since we're throwing him on the butt. And he's Let's one do. of my good friends. That's we love him. Oh, I love him. I absolutely love him. He he loves Jesus, and he is a great father and husband. I mean, I've been around his kids for I mean, you can't fake this. This They pour into their, their family. But the only time I've ever had this happen, now it's happened twice. It had only happened once. You know, I had uh, Tim Tebow stayed at my house for a couple of days, and one morning I cooked breakfast for everybody. You know, he had a buddy, our family. Well, I had scrambled ten eggs, and I had them on a plate. Well, I turned around and was doing something, and I looked back, and Tebow, he thought that was his plate. <laughs> And he ate those 10 eggs, and I would say 40 seconds. You happened to swerve into his area. I thought, well, yeah, the same thing happened yesterday. I only only had six eggs left, which doesn't sound like that many, but I put, when I took them out, that's all I had left. I had them on the plate. I turned around. He was eating the last (laughs) bite, Trent was. And he said, man, thank you for those eggs. I said, Practice hospitality well, I hope, I hope, without <laughs> grumbling. I said, I hope no one else wanted it. And he was like, oh, that's all you had? I was like, they're gone. Yeah, <laughs> give me a dozen eggs. Well, yeah. Phil, when's the last time you ate six eggs in 20 seconds?
1: Always remember this. Y'all are young. Say so young bucks. We're not you're, young, Dad. You're in your 50s, I'm almost 60. 50s, you got a little gray hair coming, but We're y'all are young. young. We're not young. It's
2: all
0: relative. When you
1: get about 75.
0: Yeah. Guess what happens? You can't eat you're not large hungry. amounts. You're not hungry anymore. I can only eat like two eggs. I mean, I, I'm full. Well, I ate two. I, I ate three, that
1: biscuit a while well ago you brought yep. with, with the little chicken on it.
0: Chicken biscuit. But I, I had to force myself to eat it. It was all you could do to eat one chicken That's biscuit. That's right. I get it. Well, we're glad you did. So I well, want to say, before we leave it, one more thing on the Super Bowl. Well, I got to tell one thing. Also. Okay, good. So I don't know if you noticed this because y'all may have been talking. So because you're, you're more aware of commercials – Oh, that was the one thing—the normal. So, but but toward the end, it was funny because I si was sitting there, and somebody happened to notice that they did a Fox Nation. They did with you all on there. So I so I rewound it, and we stopped it on Cy si because you know every course all my grandkids were there, and we had a house full of folks. And I said, "Look at there, we're looking, we're watching the Super Bowl, and there's Uncle Si, but he's sitting right there." And of course, my grandkids. It was one of those things where they look up and they're like. It was the moment they're like, it hit him. Like, that's as big as Patrick Mahomes because this Uncle Sai. And, and so size line, he says, Boys, we're
2: going to get filthy, stinking rich. <laughs> <laughs> that's the line. <laughs> I were. think he thought he was doing a commercial <laughs> since he was seeing a commercial. <laughs> I was surprised that y'all made the cut. I, I well, thought it was
0: pretty. Well, good. I well thought your you wife, made the
2: Super Bowl. Phil, called me, my mom. Oh, look. She, on, she was like, Hey, because we saw that, we saw the second one, but now they had run it before. Oh, I didn't see the first one. Well, I, I didn't either, but my phone started going off it, in my pocket. Just, meh, meh, meh. I was like, what? I thought someone was called. No, it was messages. They're like, y'all did a Super Bowl commercial? I, I was like, no. So it can't be right. Yeah. But I didn't realize they, they just, they, they just the did a. Compilation of some of their shows. And, and uh, well, you know, uh, okay, it was great. Technically, we, we were on lick. a Super Bowl commercial. Because there were only but like a- 120
0: million people watching. So, I mean, yeah. You know.
2: Well, that was true. And I, yeah, but- I did, that's what I was going to say. But K, so when it ran the second time, my phone, and I was like, here we go again with everybody's <laughs> letting me know we're on the supervision. Well, Park they may commercial. not but love that, you. I, I looked they may at not it. love you, but they all know who you are. That's right. Well, I looked at it and it was Kay calling. She said, Did you know that you were just on TV? <laughs> <laughs> and look, I had her on speaker and the Lang offers were there, you know? Yeah. And so they kept trying to say something, but she kept talking. You know, she wouldn't take a breath. (laughs) She was like, I mean, we're watching this thing. I'm telling you, the Chiefs are going to win. Don't panic. Don't worry. It's going to happen. Mahomes is going to pull it out. But I just... And I knew you'd be watching the Super Bowl, and I I figured uh, Willie might. And I said, well, I watched it with Jep, the second quarter. Well, okay. She said, but I don't know what the other two are doing. And there's no telling because they're just not into football. But, oh, wait a minute. He's he's breaking away. I got to go. Bye. (laughs) And then my home started. I was like, we're tape. We're tape delayed here.
0: Then he he broke a big run. So it's funny because mom told me this morning. She said, "You know, I talked to your three brothers last night on the phone. You're the only one I didn't talk to." I said, "Thank you, mom.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that." Uh, It was funny. So I hung up, and the Langover said, "That was hearing her voice, and that was uh, something we'll treasure or whatever." They they were they enjoyed hearing (laughs) hearing her so. Uh,
0: Cause she really is a football. She's she it. loves it. Mom gets into it. Was she yelling during the game, Dad? Was she? Oh, was she yelling? <laughs> I would call it squealing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so she was happy with the outcome. Oh my goodness! So she was pulling for home oh, Yeah, I fixed them. Phyllis and Tony. We had. Hand fried burgers, hamburgers. Oh, so you broke That's out the burgers? They, they requested the, the burgers, so I made them some burgers. So
0: that was good. You broke out the burgers. Yep. Or Phyllis and Tony, they big football fans? Were they into yeah, the they game? They
2: seemed to be last night. Okay. <laughs> they got caught up in the emotion of
0: it all. <laughs> I don't think they watch a lot of football. So
2: where is I was waiting for Zach to show up.
0: Well, <clears throat> apparently Zach is still playing the movie. Mogul, oh, okay, role. So he doesn't quite have time. He's, you know, he he kind of gets down here and, and gets on the base level and runs with us, you know, when he's
2: well. I hate, I, I hate scrum. I hate to bring this up, but a birdie, a small birdie, told me that there was a with our listeners, the podcast listeners who I'm now speaking, there was a quite the request to to make a transaction and replace Zach with his wife. <laughs> So evidently, she resonated well. Yeah. I'm not surprised by that. I was told that. that. She she is a spectacular uh, woman, especially a daughter of the Almighty. She's a warrior. You bet you. Yeah, I've been getting emails uh, that love the wives' uh, appearance, because those are the last two podcasts that dropped. And to be fair, the same birdie said that there was also an outcry of saying, tell Jace that he married way up. Of course, I already knew that, so... Tell me
0: something I don't know. Yeah, that's been well documented already. Let's take another break. Yeah, it's a perfect time to transition. We talked about really that whole section that we've been in this last one. is The the theme of it has been submission, really. And
2: suffering. Right. And in suffering, while you're submit you submit to the Lord, you're going to suffer. Right. You... Submit to the authorities, you may suffer. And even when we talked about in the marriage setting,
0: Peter presented the scenario that it was not the sort of the best scenario for a marriage. In other words, you exactly. know. Exactly,
2: with a wife, not having a believing husband. I mean, that's going to be very tough. To, difficult to be, at be, best, right? Yeah. Probably some suffering is going to occur. So that's
0: kind of the, that's kind of been the theme. And, and the pattern, and we're going to hit it again today and, and in the next,
2: uh, actually, couple
0: of podcasts, it, it the cycle that Peter comes to is that you have a situation where there's you're called to submit, there's going to be suffering involved because it's not going to be pleasant, and then he's going to use Jesus, his suffering, as the example for us to look to. He, this is going to be the continuing pattern throughout the entire book, which tells me that this is Peter's way of dealing with his own suffering. I mean, he's remembering back, you know, because he's at the end. This is 20 years after he was running around with Jesus. So he's looking back and thinking, you know, all right, this is it. You know, he's under the same oppression that they're under. And you know?
1: he's, he's he's showing them that once you find Jesus, he's the only place you can go where good comes out of it. Uh, words, 1 Peter 2, uh, like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that you may grow up in your salvation. You say, well, what's the source of it? Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. You got to remember, when when you're dealing with the human race and there's no Jesus there, there's no good there either. There's no one good but God. So he's fixed it so he could remove our sins, guarantee us we can be raised from the dead. You say, so what do I do now? You say, just do good. Just be good. That's, that's, first, that, that, that's first Peter 2. You go right across that. Live such good lives among the pagans, which they all were before they were converted, that though they accuse you of doing wrong, You'll have blowback. They may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day you visit us. That starts and that runs. I didn't get to the end of it. 1 Peter 2.3, 1 Peter 2.12, 1 Peter 2.15, 1 Peter 2.20, 1 Peter 3.13, 3.17. I've looked through the Bible, Romans, the Corinthian letter, it is amazing how many times the the word, the, the admonition, just do good, just be good. Jesus went around doing good and healing all those who were under the power of the devil. Went around doing good. You say, you do the same. That's why when 1 John talks about walking like Jesus did, just, just do
2: good. Well, that transformation process allows us to do that. I was going to say this. Uh, when you brought up that now that you've tasted the Lord is good, and uh, and there's a lot what's happened in the last few days, I'll share you know in future podcasts. But you know with this uh, this little one that we've you know we're the primary caregiver, and now we have a new role in. What hit me about that when you read that because I had thought the same thing. Now that you've tasted that the Lord is good, and yep. the Bible uses that kind of language. Yeah. Because you know it's hard to explain. When you uh, because these these taking care of of babies and and fostering children and even adopt them, they're painful experiences. And sometimes there's a lot of suffering just because you you're experiencing a relationship and you get attached. So it's very emotional. and, And these types of things happen. And, you know, it hit me in this process that. People who know about Jesus or people who go to church that's one thing. But it's totally different when you get to 1 Peter 3:15 it says in your heart set apart Christ as lord. And this in using that that language of tasting that the Lord is good. There's a big difference once you're invested in the Lord in a relationship capacity where you're you're vulnerable. You you're acknowledging that He is with you twenty four seven. He knows what you're thinking. This is when this becomes real on a daily basis in that type of way, where God's qualities, His immutable qualities, you know, He's all knowing and all powerful, and you know, all loving. When these things hit you as you walk with Jesus and you, you're conscious reflecting on Jesus, it it's it's almost uh, something powerful happens that you weren't counting on and and something that's really unpredictable as you walk with Jesus. And the same thing applies in these settings is what I'm saying is because everybody we brought in, you know, we have a lot of families that help us and we always say the same thing. Now, look, you're not prepared for what's fixing to happen. Of course, they all say, just like I did, oh, yeah, well, you know, we'll be fine. But once you invest and once you have this relationship and you pour your heart in that relationship, but I think it is a great analogy for where a lot of people who are thinking about following Jesus or thinking about, you know, they'll use the phrase getting back in church. And what we're discussing, when you surrender and you submit to the Lord, when you go all in, which is what the Lord... Really is asking asking you to do, and and we've uh, made that point throughout the Gospels that Jesus is you're either all in or you're all out. There's no middle ground in what He was offering, and once you go all in, it it's something that's hard to describe until you do it. So I think that that was His basis here when He said, "But in your heart, but if you should suffer for what is right," in fourteen. You are blessed. Do not fear what they fear. Do not be frightened. Well, you know it's very difficult to live when you know you're going to suffer or be persecuted or you're putting yourself in a dangerous position. And I and I use this analogy about this little one because you know once you have a relationship with someone and you love them, well, if the house catches on fire, guess what? I'm risking my life to get everyone I love out. And you wouldn't think twice about it because of the relationship. But that kind of mentality carries over in your faith. You're like, this is what I believe. This can change your life. I want to give this to you. And so I think that's what he's he's trying to get you to see. So he says, but in your heart set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Well, he's in the context of if you give that answer, trouble may come your way even even death which is what happened in our history and is still happening today so but but do this with gentleness and respect keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander
0: the idea Jason, is to expand again To something outside of yourself. Because he started out this section up in verse 8 with finally live in harmony with one another. So it's a one another beginning. But then he says, be prepared to give an answer to everyone. So now the idea is the reason you live this way is you have an opportunity to expand for someone
2: else to know Christ. So we keep coming back to that over and over and over again. Well, and that surrendered spirit uh, you know, in Jesus living in us is what allows us, you're right, Al, the verse 8 are the hard things for me to do. I mean, it's sometimes it's just hard to live in harmony with people. They make it almost impossible. Right. Whoever
1: Romans with. 12, as far as it depends on you, try to live at peace oh, with all yeah. of you.
2: My point is it can be very difficult based are on correct. the circumstances. Right. It's very difficult for me to be compassionate and humble, especially when you're dealing with with difficult people, especially in the unbelieving world or you know whatever may come your way. It's a sad thing, but a lot of people still
1: can't grasp that once you come to Jesus by faith and once you die to sin and are buried and are raised and sealed with the Spirit, your sins are not counted against them your sins are not counted against you anymore. We think we're in, we're out, we're out, we're in, we're out, we're, out, we're in, we're out. We're trying to be perfect. We, and they, what they don't understand, they're not under law anymore. They're right. under grace. Well, you're leading us to that God knows you're going to make mistakes. He's already prepared. Right. He's not counting them against you. Right. Stand so,
2: up. And
1: go help your neighbor.
2: So you're leading us to the verse 17 and 18, which, set up which takes three. us back to Christ's example. Go yeah. It says, it's better if it is God's will, which is going to be a phrase he's going to bring back up in chapter yep. four of uh-huh. God's will, mm-hmm. to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. I mean, he's basically making an obvious. Yep. If, if you're out there cutting up and you're suffering the results of that, I mean, I think it's understood that's on you. Yep. But for doing God's will, it's more difficult to grasp. So then it says, for, verse 18, for Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to God. So this was Peter's idea through the Holy Spirit, which was ultimately God's idea, that no matter what happens to you in your life, when you look at what God did through Jesus and allowing his son to suffer, I mean, that is our motivation For You know, if you say, well, I just don't want to say, I mean, I just don't like pain. I'm just, I'm going to run from this. But ultimately, you have to look back at what God chose to do to reveal his love for us. That's how we got to understand love. And you think back, the
0: words that Jesus spoke in the garden, may this cup pass from me, but not my will be done, but yours. I mean, he was saying that for our benefit, I mean that's why he said it. That's why he said it when he was in the garden, but you know, in Luke. When people abuse you with a speech, just learn to smile
1: and you don't hold it against them, just move on. You know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and listen, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You say Goodness but, is always in there. But first, go. Well, around doing but you good.
2: wouldn't know. You wouldn't have a basis for goodness if you didn't understand God's love. And in First yep. John four eight, you know, he says, "Whoever does not love does not know God." And and to bring up my former point about that, there's a difference in knowing God and knowing about God. Oh, difference in very much so in growing, you know, uh, or, you know, having thinking you should get better, and then tasting that the Lord is good, you know, experiencing it in your everyday life. But it says because God is love, he, he just is love. I've used this verse many times when people, you know, will say, "Well, God doesn't love." I feel like God doesn't love me, or God doesn't love them, or you know, there's some God loves and there's some. Or how could God love them? Yeah. And them go go through what they're going through. Oh, he just is. He which is quite a statement. God just is love. Which it's hard for us to wrap ourselves around that. But so that's why the next statement says this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. So he put him on a cross. You know, he he suffered. He this is how he showed us. And so then he makes this interesting statement in 10, which is then about perspective. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So I think he's giving you the perspective that we should have when it comes to suffering. This is not something we conjured up in a way to try to escape trials and tribulations. I mean, we're not John, looking for it, but it's yeah, just... John is real clear on this. He, he is love. He defined love for us so that if you're ever going to be good, if you're ever going to have, you know, a result of this, it's going to come from that basis yep. to do good, which I think is what he's setting up here. So, so he says for Christ in verse 18, died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to God. I love that phrase. He was put to death in the body, but made alive by the Spirit. Now, then we get into some of the, the he interjects something that there's been more debate about, and and based on my uh, research, very few people can agree on exactly what this means. But don't be distracted from the overall point here, because you know Jesus is our model and God's plan over why we endure suffering for the Lord.
0: Remember leading into it, what what Jason's about to say is the last thought here, the spirit. Exactly. And then through whom. So he was the put, big point is this is the spirit of God is what he's yeah. talking about. So whatever we get into beyond that, don't lose that point.
2: He the, was put to death in the body, Jesus, made alive, By the Spirit. By the Spirit, don't forget that. Through whom, which would be the Spirit. Spirit. He went and preached to the spirits in prison who disobeyed long ago when God waited patiently in the days of Noah, while the ark was being built. In it, only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water. And this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you. It's not the removal of dirt from the body but it's the pledge of a good conscience towards God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. So do you want to discuss what people think that is, or do we want to stick to the theme?
0: Well, I think think we should, yeah, for sure, because there's a lot of, what what debate over
2: what happened yeah. what possibly They're like, well, happened. wait a minute here so basically he's talking about suffering submission Jesus is the model uh for what happened he he died for our sins and then all of a sudden he's like he makes this analogy to the spirit of what happened in Noah's day and everybody remembers what happened in Noah's day and when you think about the context which i would i would submit is suffering well you can imagine the suffering that Noah went through for how long did it take him to build the ark uh, over 100 years yeah back then in those days they were living a lot longer than we are now so just yeah, think this about this was very this. near the beginning people um, were living 8 900 years you know. only 8 people which were members of his family thought this was a good idea i'm pretty well assuming that everyone else thought he was crazy thought he was a nutcase and just hail down insult over insult. and Because you you got to remember, it had never even rained. There were these... It's it's one thing to predict it's going to rain. It's another thing to predict it's going to rain when you're on the earth, and it's never rained before. Only only watering that was happening were these mists that
0: would come up. So when he's talking about a big rain coming to flood, this was... This was new. This oh, was fake news. As according far as to the
1: Hebrew writer by faith, Noah, I was when when warned about things not yet seen, we got a big water coming. In holy fear, built an ark to save his family by his faith. He condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. One 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 event. You're like uh, y'all are gonna need a boat. You you. you Y'all need to quit hollering at me yeah. because I'm telling you, there's a big water coming. They say, you talk about an idiot.
0: I mean, who who would have thought? Well, so. so now, to, remember, to God, remember, just to set the narrative straight, God told him to build a boat and told him exactly how big to build it and yeah. what to do. So this was a word. And this was a was word. A big boat. A big now, boat. look.
2: Here, so here's my thing. Getting back to, we're taking a time out from the nest, the, uh the, the point, the point of right. Peter just to because people want to know. And look, I, I've often thought about these verses. And and look, when you go to look at uh scholars and commentaries they're all over the place. They're well, they're all over the place, the ones that comment, but there's very few to choose from. That's Most right. people the 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 people where I get all my uh information and, and thoughts, every I have three top three, and uh, nothing. Noah just skipped, <laughs> moved on. What was that other?
0: We were just on something recently, and they oh the first Peter three the earlier in that chapter with the wives, with the wives, yeah, and yeah. the
2: husbands. Well, they just so, skipped the so entire first Peter chapter. three. It's
0: just like we don't need Look, that, and
2: they skip it all the way down to four six because yeah. chapter four six, which we'll get to, has another very hard to oh uh, yeah, yeah understand yeah. It, it. And I'll go ahead and read it since we're going to take the time out. It says, for this is the reason the gospel is preached, even to those who are now dead, so that they might be judged according to men in regard to the body, but live according to God in regard to the spirits. Because people say, oh, oh, wait. Which actually, I, to I, me, that thought kind of ties back to this same idea here. So right? here we go. So here's what I'm going to give you. Off the top of my head, if I can remember, there's not very many views on what this actually means. Surprisingly, so the one I'm I'm more leaning toward. And, and look, uh, if I claimed I knew what this meant, I would be a liar because I'm not real sure what he meant by this and why he inserted right. that in there.
0: It's an but, odd. It's an odd uh, illustration to me. But since
2: he should have worn your, I could be wrong. Shirt today. Yeah. Well, I could be wrong on this. I, I'm really not giving an opinion. I'm just going to give you the options. But you will have to agree that the context is suffering. That's why I went on that rant yep. about Noah suffered. Correct. When you, Even though he didn't really get into that, he used the parallel. And
0: it is a salvation context because he was preaching a salvation message. You either listen to what's going to happen or you're all going to drown.
2: Well, what does it say about Noah, he was a preacher of what? Of righteousness. That's right. And we're talking about God's righteousness and suffering for doing what's right. right. He suffered for doing what's right. Was You're he right. right or wrong? He was right. Yep. We have an illustration, and there's an illustration of faith through this water that, it, that God provided that condemned the world, but it also floated saved Noah because it floated the boat, the same water that destroyed everybody else. That's why this gets a little deep. And so, No pun intended. Exactly. I was trying to intend one. Like so then you I get into baptism, baptism, which then people say, well, it's a symbol. But actually, if you read the verse carefully, it says the water symbolizes baptism. Yeah. Because it's not taking a bath. He's very clear on that. That's right. You're not going and do it. There's nothing you can do to save yourself. There's no uh, soap out there and shower that you're going to take your sins away. Because we know what saves a person, Jesus Christ. Yep. Period, exclamation point. So you're and telling so, me they don't make salvation soap? They don't make salvation okay. soap. All right. So here's the choices. The the number one and the one I lean toward is when it says the spirit by whom he preached. I believe under the spirit of God, Noah was helped in preaching 100 years of righteousness despite incredible opposition. And so I actually... Think that's what the reference is when it says by whom, he. Pre- I don't think Jesus, because option number two is Jesus during in between his death and resurrection, the three days. That and look, I'm not just because I'm leaning toward the first one does not mean that I am opposed to the second one. I want to be clear. I already said I'm not sure exactly what he meant, but I'm just giving you the options. Option two is that Jesus. In the spirit, in quotation marks, entered the Hadean world, Hades, of where spirits go after you die. You can call it a waiting place, a sheol. We don't grasp all of that because we're all living. We, we haven't experienced that. We've heard stories, but there's a there's a period or a place, period and a place, where we go. Because you remember the analogy in Matthew where he said about the resurrection. Remember when the woman came up and said, I think it's Matthew 20. If she had been married seven times at the resurrection, who would she be married to? You know, and Jesus said, you're you're ignorant because you don't know the scriptures or the power of God. But he makes a statement says, to to God, all are alive. So, And we also read, maybe you'll know off the top of your head, there'll be a resurrection of the righteous and the wicked. John 5. Uh, John 5. 28 So the reason I'm bringing all this up is there's a place you go to. Now, some people believe that Jesus went there and preached something. It it really doesn't make sense to preach the the good news because I mean, what what are they so so people then go to option 3. I mean, they're like he preached something. Option 3 is what he gets into in second Peter which is this angelic world spirits being put into dungeons or prisons to be bound for the day of judgment? Which is in Second Peter. It's in Second Peter so. three, and we'll get to that. I guess we're three. doing Second Peter after First Peter, right? We are. So we'll get into that. So I think I've covered the three yep. uh, possibilities, unless you can think of another one. No, I think that's right,
0: and uh, I, I will add this. And we're almost out of time, so we're going to flesh this out a little bit. We're, as you're contemplating which option you may choose as a listener, uh, we're going to discuss that a little bit more in overtime. I will throw in there Ephesians four. That sometimes this adds into that, which I don't think it really references the same, but some people tie it together. Uh, Ephesians four eight that says there's a quote from a, a Psalm sixty eight. He ascended on high, he led captives in his train and gave gifts to men. And then Paul's talking, and this is a totally different context. In verse 9, what does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions. Um, he also descended to the very one, ascended higher than all the heavens. So some people have said that Paul's referencing.
2: And I'll just, before we go to overtime, I'll just say, that when you you throw in verses like Luke 16, and you remember the, it was a parable using real people with La, the rich man, uh yeah, Lazarus. You, you get a picture that if you start believing option two or three, seems to be in contrast here. Because remember the guy said, well, look, there's a great, I mean, I can't, I'm trapped. There's a chasm I can't cross. Uh, well, yeah, so all of a sudden, we're crossing the chasm somehow. And uh, so, which is why I lean toward option one, which I think, you know, Peter chose to reveal that through the Holy Spirit, that there was a connection in what Jesus did in his day in bringing about a new era, which is why I think in chapter seven, you're going to see a phrase that's also controversial the end of all things is near. But you also see that related to the era that changed at Noah and the Ark. Well, look, that was a big time in history. It wasn't like he just plucked Noah out for no reason. The whole earth was destroyed, which some people say, well, it was just a local flood. But okay, okay. But even if it was...
0: all of humanity was destroyed either way. So, all right, so we're out of time. We'll talk more about this in overtime. If you want to follow us over, it's blazetv.com slash unashamed if you want to sign up for not only our overtime segments but also everything that blaze has to offer we'll see you there thanks for listening to the unashamed podcast help us out by rating us on itunes and don't miss an episode by subscribing on youtube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes and for even more content that you won't get anywhere else subscribe to blaze tv at blaze tv.com slash unashamed